yeah. hope she's on Instagram. I'm going to look her up. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, man. That's, cool. That's where my life's at. Punch. <laughs> <laughs>Lunch. Merch update, actual real life merch update. This sucks. I like merch update. Now the joke is ruined. Yeah, pretty much. Because merch it's update been means it's been our thing, man. Hey, we're just gonna pull each other's pud for a few minutes while we tell you nothing about how you can get merch. Every merch update to this point has been pud pulling. Yeah, that and like not a real merch update. Yes, <laughs> merch we, update. We're working on it. Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> The first, like, ten merch updates where we're working on it, and then, like, the next 35 where... There is no update. The, merch update, there is there no is update. There is simply nothing. We've made no progress. Um, but our guy Ryan reached out to us. As we said last week, uh, his email very politely said, I don't get what the problem is here. <laughs> I will do all the work for you. Right. You it's seem, very simple, you yeah. goddamn idiots. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like This seems like something you two could do yourselves, but since you apparently can't, I will put this together for you. So it we, only took forty-five times of us giving no update before somebody was like, "You know what? I will fucking do it for you." Yes. Uh, so we're also looking for a sales team. If <laughs> this has worked with merch, so if there are any salespeople out there who want to uh, cut their teeth for free, then <laughs> by all means. Uh, so he said he was like, "I'll do all of this for you." And so we were like, "Got it. Great." He was like, "All you have to do." is get this, this, and this, and I am good to go. And I had to send him probably 16 more emails for clarification as I was trying. He was like, you got to get an SSL license. I was like, okay, awesome. He's like, this is where you do it. Super easy. Bing, bang, boom. Give him this money. All good. Uh, we're not. We're just not equipped to like do shit that's positive for our show right no we only ruin it it just felt very unnatural to be do i even said i was like well like here's what the hosting's gonna like should we really get hosting maybe we can just throw in the towel now (laughs) it's just that that seems more like us (laughs) so what's the uh what's the official status here official status is we have a website that we we've bought the domain you won't don't even try to guess what it is because you won't be able to crack it uh that's so not true. <laughs> um, so we have the domain. We have hosting. Not to brag. Oh, shit. I know. Look at us. <laughs> hosting, boys. Um, and we have an SSL thing, which basically allows us to accept money. Hell, yeah. Not something either of us are used to. No, we're not. We're not big money guys. We're we, more we don't accept money, and we don't accept drugs. Yes. We're more... Things give you cash right we, we need to like what's the opposite of an ssl we're like we can't accept money we we just or we're giving it away i need to ask ryan uh if an ssl can work both ways <laughs> so if somebody sends us money if we, we say, say nope and we give it right hey, back to love the gesture but get your own podcast we're the ones that give money um, also, seventy-five percent chance it's not called an SSL license, Probably and that not. we're—I've never heard that in my life. We're just riffing on something that is not true. Somebody, uh, somebody responded to the episode uh, last Friday where we talked about giving people cash. Mm. They said a lot of buzz about that. That was very well received. <laughs> they said, uh, "Why are you guys so dumb? And why didn't you call it the the podcast?" That was a, yeah. That was my friend Greg actually who oh, said really? that. Um, it's a good idea. Uh, my favorite response was people who responded saying that <laughs> they were writing reviews. The to get SpongeBob money. one was the best. Yeah, that was 
yeah, it was, what was it? Uh, like, it was writing like, the review that'll get me cash. Right. And, and it was like fucking, it was just like the SpongeBob screen caps of like the most articulate letter writing of all time. Right. That's the thing, man. You don't know until, you don't know which one we're going to pay off for. Like, we don't know which one's going to be the moneymaker until we've seen them all. So if right. we talked about this, like with college admission letters, write. Uh, if you want to stand out, you know, write the two-sentence college, uh, what is it called? College essay? College essay, yeah. Um, go bold. Do some crazy stuff. You don't know yet what's going to get you cash. So I'm just glad that we're go both on board. And So we should soon have a, a merch store. Uh, I actually, ha- I could tell you what ryan said for how long how soon it's going to be up uh but i don't i don't want to do the it's like run the jewels did you see what npr did no oh you're right right. posted a picture of them doing a tiny desk and they were like so at some point at some point (laughs) like fuck you man we didn't know that shit happened just wait another two weeks and drop it on us um just tell me and I'll, i'll let it out in post yeah no i'll tell you uh within two weeks we should be totally good to go everything should be up but you never know. It could be sooner. Mm. This guy, Ryan, is a miracle worker. He, nice. he showed us a, uh, a store that he built. It and we awesome. were like, uh, no no notes, no points. Just <laughs> yeah, that. Do Give exactly us that. that. Um, we're still waiting on additional merch, Yeah, so right? we've, got, um, we've got at least, conservatively, we've got at least two or three shirts that have been good to go for a while. Um, we reached out to Kathy. She said she is going to draw us more. We just basically got to bounce the ideas off her. Okay. Um, and one also, of them will be Zac Efron heat check related. Okay. Also, if you buy our merch uh, when it eventually comes out, a portion of that is going to Kathy. It's going because, to you because we give you cash. Right, but also going to Kathy, and she deserves it. So yes. buy our stuff. That's That was really the biggest thing about like that when we first started like merch it was like a vain idea because we yeah. wanted people like wearing the brunch brand and then we were like oh wait someone's been working for us for free right. so we should probably find a way to kick them some dough um so yeah that's exciting my big thing is uh i've really wanted us to have hats and i'm a big hat guy and ryan said that hats can be done hell yeah so we've got a couple ideas for hats that will be just amazing so we're we're super excited about that so um this podcast and probably the next two or three are going to be of lower quality because we're putting all we we're more focused on the merch than i think putting on a good show but this uh this actually is an not actually this of course is going to be a dope ass episode because we both watched a movie that i don't know about you i'd been told for like seven months Watch this, watch this. You have to watch this. It's so good. 96% uh, reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes. Sing Street, that is some dope-ass shit. I didn't know. Like, I definitely heard of this movie in passing, name-wise, but I had no idea what it was about. Uh, I hadn't heard much about it in terms of reviews or anything. Like, nobody recommended it to me. So, this was a... a, I was going in blind. Yeah. Going in blind. So, I watched it Saturday morning, and... It's. I don't think anybody has perfected the. How do you convey to somebody when you say you need to watch this or you need to listen to this that like I'm not fucking around like I'm I'm saying that you would like this because 
all fucking day people text like, oh, you got to listen to this new song by whomever, and you're like, I don't care, I don't 90% care. 90% of those get ignored. Right. And then It's like when I told you to watch Breaking Bad when I was in college, and yes. we didn't even know each other. And, and I, was I was like, like dude, you're an idiot. Watch right. Breaking Bad. And you're like, yeah, I'll get around to it. Perfect example. Um, that, uh, hopefully it's same. It's, gonna, it's not so much going to be uh, that thing you do with you, but when you watch About Time, you're going to be like, oh, fuck. That was lovely, and I should have watched that <laughs> shit. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, Steve Conroy from The Herald, um, he's, like, before Jeff. So Jeff is the listen to brunch recommendation whisperer. He was, like, my non-brunch recommendation okay. whisperer. He always know, like, old music that I would like. He'd always know movies that I would like. And he's just bats a thousand. And he saw Sing Street last year, and he was like, dude, you would fucking love this. It's about a... Um, it's about a kid in the mid '80s in is it set in Dublin? Yeah. Um, who starts a band to impress a girl? Like super simple concept, but the music is fucking rad. Um, all the characters in it are good. I realized when I so neither of us took notes on this because we're idiots. Actually, the only note we took is the girl in it is hot. Um, the girl in it is very hot. And like they do the they do a very movie thing, which is uh, when they first introduce you to the it girl. They make it so like your mind's not quite made up, and then as the movie goes on, they kind of they don't doll her up more, but they just like make her they more attractive. They endear her to you. Yes, exactly. Like the first shot of her, she's standing there in like a fucking kind of gross she, like, outfit, might be a smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, just like not, not for us. <laughs> also, also felt pretty weird because uh, they. She's supposed to be sixteen in the movie, but she looks way older than sixteen. Yeah, that was a. Uh, Makes you feel a bit did, uncomfortable. Did you, no, no, no. <laughs> right. Did you did you need to check? I checked after. I did not check because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this movie was old when I started watching it. Ah. It's, so it's supposed to be in the 80s. That's right. It's yeah. kind of shot like, I don't oh, know if they used a camera that like kind of would be used in the 80s or something. It's a super low budget film. Yeah, but it, like, it just gave a very 80s vibe, yeah. which is obviously what they were going for. I thought it was an older movie, yeah. Uh, and then I found out that it came out last year. So you thought it's okay if this girl I was is, like she is definitely of age if now. If this girl <laughs> is fourteen years old in this movie, it's fine. She's dead now, so <laughs> it's totally okay. Um, but uh, you said in the in the so when I saw it, I said like you Jeff now do it. Yeah. And Jeff's turnaround time was great. Oh my god! Jeff started watching it pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. um, and you said in the text message, you're like, by the way, this girl's hot. And I said, man, like, don't, don't worry. You don't have to Google it. I quadruple checked. She's, she's in like, 20s? she's in her mid 20s. Okay. Which you could tell when you're watching the movie. Yeah. Again, not creepy. Um, we do that normally with the, the boys in the movies anyway. So it's, it's <laughs> totally fine. Uh, uh, the, like, very dramatic age range uh, for the cast of this the movie. The boy in the movie actually is a boy. Okay. And yeah. I mean, like, the, the little ginger kid, that kid's got to be 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they're, yeah, they're all... So they're all, they're all playing, like... Uh, so she's 16 and they're 15. Yeah. And when she said... She, there's, like, a part where she kind of she doesn't mean to but she's um thinking out loud and she's talking about how her life isn't what she expected it to be and she's like i hang around with a 15 year old and the kid's like offended and he leaves and i thought it was really funny that uh a one-year age difference was the big thing (laughs) that she thought made them being together super uh unrealistic 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it is a bigger deal when you're younger. Like when you're, uh, it's like crazy how much that changes, yeah. like over time. Like I, was, I have friends who are like 12 years older than me, and it's just totally not. Yeah, not a weird thing at all. Yeah. Uh, like when you're in like middle school, you'd be like, Ugh, I don't want to hang out with the seventh grader. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually so. I when I was in middle school, I had a friend who uh, he took guitar lessons after me, and you would the place that I went to guitar lessons in middle school. You would go in and you would bring in a CD. You would say, "I want to play this song," and then they would teach you how to play that song. It wasn't very, it wasn't very good lessons because you didn't really learn how to like play guitar. You didn't learn theory or anything like that. You just learned how to play exactly this song, and then you left and you knew how to play one song, but you didn't really know how to play guitar. Anyway, that's my review of the place where I took <laughs> guitar lessons in middle school. Not the best guitar lesson place, but the kid after me was a year younger than me, and he would always hear me going in and like learning how to play Ozzy Osbourne songs or whatever and then he would go in and he'd I would hear as I was walking out like they'd be playing Ozzy Osbourne and I was like fuck what am I gonna do I'm obviously supposed to be friends with this kid he's the only other fucking middle schooler who likes Ozzy Osbourne but he's a seventh grader and that was like a fucking it's a big deal man block you're like am I gonna I'm gonna fucking ruin my reputation here hanging out with somebody who's a full fucking like four and a half months younger than me embarrassing also if you can like if you're a freshman in high school and you can hook up with like a senior or a junior you're the fucking man yeah oh yeah if you wait if you go up yeah yes yes yeah. big 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 stuff uh but if you're a freshman in high school and you date an eighth grader oh then you're like, like just kill yourself you're going to fucking jail <laughs> for the rest of your life um yeah uh but yeah as you get older it's just like it doesn't matter how old are you we're like what three years apart uh yeah you're 28 yeah and it's totally not I'm weird 25. that we're dating yeah oh. so <laughs> nice, nice I, I feel so good when we get uh, a potential open out of the way oh yeah it just yeah, happens that's a good one. one of us says something the other one laughs and says right and then have you noticed that yeah we always say right same. yeah same uh, thing when, when every we time. first started doing the podcast uh we noticed that everyone starts segments and shows with all right. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we're not going to be the people who say all right. And we do probably every other taboo thing. I use a lot of vocalized pauses. Uh, we say right all the time. Right. We don't for sure do our homework for the <laughs> podcast. But I mean, I don't know. We fucking have merch. You tell me. Are we fucking <laughs> killing it? I think so. Um, so the music in this is awesome. All the characters are awesome. Uh, you perked up when I said music. I did perk up when you said music because uh, this is the first time in a very long time that I listened to like, could you classify this as a musical? It's hard to do. because It's very hard to do it because music is a, a central theme. It's the same thing as, um, so that thing you do is the same thing because it's about a band. And yeah. so their performances and their writing songs are kind of intertwined. So I would say no. It's not a musical. I think that is there a term like musical comedy? I, I don't I don't think I would classify it as a musical because it's like it's not a uh people don't break out into song. Right. It's not like a yeah, that's that's what I was going for. Um but this is the first time in a long time that I've watched a musical movie mm-hmm. and before it was even over I went on iTunes and downloaded the soundtrack. Yes, the soundtrack is fucking dope. The uh so I texted I put my phone in do not disturb when I was watching this movie. That's how much I liked it. Um, and I I paused it at one point to text you guys saying, like, all right, Sing Street, let, let go. Um, and then I paused at another point when uh, they're writing the song Up. You know that one? 
Uh, it's like the second song they write together. So the first okay. one they write is like the very like is, is that the one where they the like riddle go- of the model that's like <laughs> terrible, but it's funny. is that the one where they go around the room and they like add yes. each instrument? Yes. That one's awesome. So that was that was feels like crazy. Yeah, uh, like huge goosebumps moment. So once you realize like oh fuck they they actually end up making good music in this, mm-hmm. it's fucking exciting ass yeah. shit, man. Uh, I I paused during. Uh, during Drive It Like You Stole It. That is the best scene in the movie. It's awesome. How many... There have been so many fucking um, scenes from this past year that you're like... <clears throat> maybe it's just because I'm getting better at watching movies, but I'm taking note more of like, wow, this is What an a great piece of scene. cinematography. <laughs> right. So the Drive It Like You Stole It scene is... Uh, First of all, that's the best song in the movie. It's a uh, beefed-up version of Maneater by Hall Notes. They <laughs> yeah. don't apologize for it. It's actually a cool scene before that. They show um, them watching the Maneater music video on TV, mm-hmm. and then they he comes up with this idea of doing like a prom music video. Oh, also, the reason he's talking to this girl is because he made up that he had a band because he said he needed her to be in his music video. So every time they write a song, they make a music video. Yeah. Um, I like that, but I also think that like 90% of bands, according to movies, are created by somebody making up the fact that they have a band. Uh... Yeah. That's well, just about how every band is made in a movie. I think is, like the first 16 bands I had uh, didn't weren't bands. You know, like in, yeah. in elementary school, you decide like, hey, we should start a band. I've got a guitar. You fucking, you know, like that. Th- this should be a band. And then you spend all of recess talking about how your songs will go. And then you don't make a band. It's like a, it's like a merch update. Oh it's my like god! Doing merch bands are the original. Were Were you ever in like a a band a fake band a, like a band that didn't do anything? I yet. was in a fake band. Yeah, nice. What did you play? Uh, I played guitar. Really? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah, man. Nice. We should jam sometime. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Probably not. Man, um, yeah. But that, that I was in a band in middle school. Not to brag. A, a real band? Yeah, real band. Uh, and the character of. The coolest kid in the movie is the um, is the guitarist, right? Is that the, the that's to do with the glasses? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like the brains of the operation. Yeah, he's uh he's the brains, and he's also like he's the brains. He's the writing. He's the compassion. Like anytime that kid comes over and is like, I need to write a song. He's like, Of course, man. Yeah, yeah. He 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 kind of balances out um, all the craziness. I couldn't figure out that dude's mom. That was a weird. That was a weird dynamic. Like at one point, they're like playing music, and she's just going to town with a dildo. You um, wait, what? You, was she? Yeah, man. Well, I mean, like they didn't show her I going must to have town. Been texting you guys <laughs> because, like, the, uh, like one of the times that they're practicing, uh, they like cut upstairs, and she's in her bedroom, and she just like locks and loads a dildo and shuts the door. That's <laughs> so fucking funny. That's the funniest thing. So I was going to point out that when you said I couldn't like figure out. His mom, I was, I was like, you're saying it like you say, like one would say that about, like if you meet a girl, like I can't quite figure out, like <laughs> yeah. what she, what's her game? Well, I mean, she's here. like, she's like kind of rude, but she's mm. also like pretty nice. She lets them play and practice and stuff, and yeah. she just like drops weird comments. Yeah, uh, and she's like a little crazy. She's kind of a crazy cat lady. She, she like, brings them snacks inside. while they're playing a song, yeah. and the kids like, fuck mom, right. Are you go hearing upstairs, this shit? Go you think upstairs and fucking plow yourself with right. your dildo. Go get do, out of our hair. Yes. Um, 
That's uh, so that kid. Uh, fuck, now I'm all now. I got dildo on the brain. Um, that what was my point about him? Uh, that he was the best character. He was the brains. He was the brains, and uh, I think this is the first time we've ever like lost our train of thought on the podcast. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't think anybody knows. All right, we'll see you guys next week. No. <laughs> um, I think my favorite character was uh, was the brother. Yes, the, the older brother, brother was. Uh, yeah, the older brother was a kind of. Uh, he was kind of fucked up. He was, but like he, a, a relatable character, or relatable fucked up. Like he was very disappointed in himself for not being anything, but he couldn't fix it. Yes, uh, apparently he was wearing a wig. That wasn't his real hair. Well, I mean, there is a scene where he has the short hair. Yes, the uh, imagined prom scene or whatever yeah. it was. Uh, we so we never got into depth on that prom scene so uh that was that was like the the weirdest scene in the movie i think just because i didn't really know what was happening (laughs) so that well it's it's heartbreaking at the end of the scene so he's imagining that uh he's he has said he previously says to this girl when he's telling her how they're going to make this music video like it's going to look like an american prom and we're going to have uh hair gel and everything and they go to shoot it and they don't have hair gel and they're just in the this auditorium with like four people with like four people who haven't seen back to the future so they don't know how to dance <laughs> like it's in the 50s and uh then she comes and then and she's not showing up she's not showing up she's not showing up and then she shows up and everything's perfect and suddenly they have the hair gel and everything and they played the song they shoot the video and it's like the it's such a fucking fun scene mm-hmm. and then the song ends and he was imagining the whole thing it goes back to those shitty kids who are snapping like idiots. They look like... No, like the worst. They Just look the worst like... dancers of all time. They look like Donald Trump <laughs> talking about somebody. Really not nice stuff. Um, yeah, so I, I did... I listened to the soundtrack like pretty much right after. Yep, I did too. Uh, Drive It Like You Stole It on repeat. That's So I think the Drive It Like You Stole It is a better song than Maneater. Wow, that's yeah. a fucking hot take. <laughs> I, it is. I just... Uh, it's... So it's the, the the verse starts out and it's basically the same exact thing as Maneater. But then there's like a chord change in the middle of the verse that you just don't see coming at all. And you're like, fuck, these children are better songwriters than Daryl Hall. I'll <laughs> give it to them. Uh, they they used a like an 80s songwriter to write the soundtrack. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Because th- those songs sound like super authentically 80s. And I love that shit. Um, so, uh, I guess that's that for Sing Street Talk. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. What, uh, what a development this weekend. This was huge. So we were all watching football and for the most part, hating it. <laughs> just like. It was a good weekend of football. Just shitty product. <laughs> um, and during last night's, uh, <laughs> what was, it was, was that during the Packers and Cowboys? Uh, I'm not sure. But I think so. So anyway, M- Mark Ruffalo tweeted at Killer Mike, hey, can you follow me so I can DM you? And that was the most exciting part of the weekend. <laughs> uh, we can assume what it's about. It's probably something political because Mark Ruffalo is a big no-no on Trump guy. Oh, really? And yeah. And Killer Mike also does not care for that man. So You don't but, say. But he tweeted at him and said, uh, hey, can you follow me so I can DM and Killer Mike quote tweeted it with, uh, sure, 
just followed you, send away. That's weird Twitter etiquette. Because oh, yeah. if somebody says, hey, can you follow me so so I can DM, that's like super hush-hush. Yeah, right. You don't, Like, you don't want people to see that. Like, we've, so we've tweeted at Devour before. Yeah. And we've said, can you follow so we can DM? And it's fine because in order, as people know, in order to see that tweet, you got to follow both accounts. Yep. And no one follows Devour. <laughs> We're trying to fucking help them get some followers if they want to pay us. Make this podcast entirely brought to you by Devour. We have a number in mind. They're not even willing to hear it. $30. Those fuckers. Just so that we can give it yes. away. Right. <laughs> a lump sum of $30 and we're yours. Give us, give us that lump sum, baby, <laughs> and, and we'll do it. Um, so Mark Ruffalo tweeted a Killer Mike. Killer Mike quote tweeted it. So everyone then he saw like, that. He was like, look at this idiot wants to be friends with me. <laughs> so I was right. So I was wondering... Like, how many more people saw that than would have? Like, how many people... Thousands. Oh, like hundreds of thousands. How many people follow both Mark Ruffalo and (laughs) Killer Mike? That's probably like a small subsection. Not a lot. That Venn diagram is not... That's (laughs) The the, middle part is very skinny and thin. Yes. Um, So I was thinking about that. So I was like, well, how many people follow Mark Ruffalo? How many people follow Killer Mike? I started with Mark Ruffalo. Again, this is this shows how fucking shitty this football was. Um, <laughs> 2.9 million people follow Mark Ruffalo. Why? I didn't even get to Killer Mike. Why? This changed the game completely. 2.9 people. That's a lot million, of fucking people. That is so many people following Mark Ruffalo. Is he? Does he do stuff on Twitter? He's, I don't think I've ever seen him like retweeted on I, my timeline. Right, or I've something. seen him retweeted like twice. Like I can understand if if Mark Ruffalo had a gigantic Twitter following because he was cool on Twitter or something. Yes. Not uh, that I've noticed. I don't. Let me see how many people uh, or how many tweets he has. He has twenty five thousand tweets. Um, so, like the, Chrissy Teigen has a lot of Twitter followers, but that's because she does cool shit on Twitter and yes. she's funny. Yes. Like I don't think that Mark Ruffalo deserves two point nine million Twitter followers. Let me look at some of his recent tweets. Uh, Join us in NYC on night before Trump's inauguration, Thursday, 6 p.m. at Trump International Hotel. Please RSVP and share widely. That's not funny. No. <laughs> That's not fucking funny. Why is that, that- I would unfollow him after that. Yeah, like, cool joke, man. That's not funny. <laughs> um, this is Mighty. Uh, so, si- uh, stand up for Muslims in the U.S., He's not making any jokes. So he probably gets he probably gets like the political tweet. So he, I mean, he is an activist. Yeah. Um. So that leads me to a game that I like to call because you know when you click on somebody's Twitter profile on the left, it says, "Here's who follows them, who you follow." Yeah. So in us wondering who the fuck fo- like who are these two point nine one million people. I made up a little game called Who Follows Mark Ruffalo on Twitter. I'm just going to throw some names at you. Kay. You tell me whether or not oh, I've they, yeah, they follow Mark Ruffalo on Twitter. Okay. I think uh, Van Jones uh, follows. Yes, he follows. Uh, Stacy Oristano from Friday Night Lights. Uh, follows. Yeah, that would be a weird one for me to Yeah, I was like pulling that out of your ass. Uh, John Feilberg. Does not follow. Does not follow. Yeah. Uh, my friend Cam from college. 
does follow. He does follow. Wow, I'm batting a thousand right now. Miles Teller. Uh, does follow. He does follow. Lena Waithe. Does follow. Yeah, and that's... I just batted a thousand? Fuck yeah. yeah nice. Just Feidelberg was the only person who, who doesn't follow Mark Ruffalo. Uh, yeah, I don't... We should start retweeting Mark Ruffalo a lot. And then when people are like, why do you keep retweeting Mark Ruffalo? Who cares? We'll be like... 2.9 million people that's a, care. Right. A lot of people care. This is a big, get in on the ground floor before he hits 3 million followers so you can say you were there when. <laughs> uh, so, like, I don't know. I hope that there's, like, a, a Mark Ruffalo feature on Run the Jewels 4. That'd be pretty cool. That would be sick. They could sample Mark Ruffalo. I don't know what they would sample him from, though. Just, like, one of his serious things from uh, Spotlight. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Probably not, like, the best movie to sample from. You can get any sound, just like, just like him a, a car going by, <laughs> him when he's biting the pizza. Doesn't that happen? Someone brings him pizza. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's eating hot dogs. That's kind of a sad scene. So this is before I was hot very... Hot dogs are sad food. Hot dogs are super sad food. <laughs> but uh, you know what are awesome? What? Hot dogs. Yes. Uh, agreed. <laughs> hot dogs outside of the home is like an okay move. Yeah. But if, like, if, if you're, you're eating hot dogs at home... If you're buying you're hot dogs guy. and people are like, hey, what are you going to do with those hot dogs? <laughs> you're like, I'm going to make them for myself and eat them. They're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Fuck. Not a great look. Um, what's the, how many hot dogs can you eat before you're like, all right, chill with the hot dogs? In one sitting? Yeah. Uh, I would say four to five. Wow. So pizza changes over time, right? Like when you're a kid, you have two slices of pizza, you're good. And now as an adult, I was having this discussion recently. It's between four slices and as much pizza as there. That's like the acceptable amount of pizza yeah. for someone to eat. When I bite into the third hot dog, I'm like, ugh. I'm I mean, fucking I, over hot I dogs. wouldn't feel good about it, yeah. but I think that I could put down, put down four or five <laughs> hot dogs in a sitting. <laughs> Pee in the house. Just <laughs> throwing down the hot dogs. Uh, you sent me an interesting link this morning. Yes. Uh so a new thing now is people on airplanes giving goodie bags uh, to the people sitting next to them if they have a baby. Yes. To basically apologize for the fact that they're bringing a baby on an airplane. Apology bags. Yes. Yeah. Um, and someone wrote a think piece. So had you heard of these before? I had never heard of that before. Okay. So yeah, they've been around for a little bit. Are you and... talking about think pieces or goodie bags? <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about apology bags. Um, so... Someone wrote a thing that I didn't really read. I just saw them talking about it on the Today oh, Show, and I was like, pieces. I'm not reading this, but I'll get the link, and we'll say that don't we're talking about it. Pieces. Don't know who wrote it, um, but it's on Mashable. And the lady basically says, as a parent, fuck people who are giving out apology bags. Babies act like babies, and you shouldn't be sorry about that. Uh, I, think that I think that's a fair take. Like, you shouldn't have to apologize for bringing your baby somewhere. Right. Uh, but I understand the gesture, and I would think that's a pr- I think that's a pretty nice gesture. I just like the idea of apology bags in general, <laughs> not for babies, but like so we were saying before this, babies are like the tenth worst people that you can encounter on a plane. Who is above them? Uh, people in front of you who well, put their seat back. I mean, number one has to go to terrorists. Snores. Ter- terrorists, yeah. terrorists are the worst people that you could encounter on terrorists airplane. on planes blow quite <laughs> frankly um literally snore- sometimes oh uh snores are 
Like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> I'm a snore, but I'm only a drunk snore. So, so uh, I might be drunk on an airplane. So. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I don't think I would be drinking to the point of passing out on an airplane. <laughs> so I think we're in the clear. That'd be hilarious. So you should do that for like a flight to Buffalo, like an hour and a half. <laughs> just like get so fucking loaded and then just fucking pass out and snore. Um, I think if you pass out on an airplane, they have to like bring it down, don't they? Uh, they have to land. Really? I thought. I mean, I think so. Because you'd be a real dick if you did that. Yeah, I think it's like technically considered uh, in like a medical emergency. It's one of those things where they'll be like, "Excuse me, sir, sir. He's not. He's not moving. He's not moving." Yeah. And then suddenly there's a scene, and uh, who's the guy? Uh, Richard Marks has to come to the rescue. <laughs> did you see that story? <laughs> no. This was like two months ago. Richard Marks and his wife Daisy Fuentes. Who knew? Um, who's Richard Marks? He is. Wherever you go. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, he also wrote a little song called This I Promise You. Oh, Ever heard of it? Oh, I have heard of that song. Yeah. Uh, you know who else saves people on airplanes? Who? Tim Tebow. Really? Yeah, he just like kneels over them and says a prayer, and then they come back to life. Oh, nice. That's very nice of him. Uh, Richard Marks was pissed after he saved people on airplanes. So there was a guy who was being unruly, and no one was doing anything about it. And like this guy needed to be held down, restrained. And no one was fucking doing anything. So Richard Marks was like, I guess I have to. So he did it. And he was a hero and everything. But then as soon as he got off the plane, he started tweeting at the airline being like, you guys fucking suck. You weren't prepared for this. And I had to do everything. I'm fucking Richard Marks. I write the songs. That's what I do. That's one way to to really ruin your heroes <laughs> hero duties like he, immediately i saw the story on the news and they were like and you won't believe who was a hero on a plane and it's a picture of richard marks and you're like richard marks and they tell the news story and like you get six seconds of the news story before you're like oh wait richard marks is a dick though <laughs> it's like hero saves man on plane Complains about airline. Ugh. <laughs> like everybody fucking else. Um, so I re- I messed up the uh, the who Mar- follows Mark Ruffalo on Twitter game. I was going to one of them. I was going to say uh, Lucy Boynton, who plays the girl in Sing Street. Oh, does she follow Mark Ruffalo on Twitter? Um, she does not. She does not. Do you know why? No. She is too hot for Twitter. Oh, yeah. good for her. Yeah, right? Good for her. What's her name? Lucy Boynton? Boynton, like Nick Boynton. Okay. Yeah. I hope she's on Instagram. I'm going to look her up. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, man. That's, cool. That's where my life's at. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, what else? Uh, oh, so a guy paid the DMV $3,000 in pennies. Uh, incorrect. He spent $1,000 to pay the DMV Three thousand dollars in pennies, and so there were what was it? Five wheelbarrows. Five wheelbarrows. Uh, apparently, that cost four hundred dollars. Where the fuck are you buying your wheelbarrows? Are those like, that expensive? Greg Wachinski's my guy, and this is how I found out about this story because he tweeted it saying like legend or something like that. I hate to go be the uh, the fire in the hole is not funny guy, but. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of this movie either because you're punishing people who have nothing to do with, like, why you're upset. It's like, to a much lesser degree, it's like blocking traffic 
as a protest. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. So you're inconveniencing everybody, everybody. who has yeah. fucking nothing to do with your little problem. And he, this guy, I don't know why, like what the fees were or whatever, but like that guy's acting like he's special and like he doesn't have to pay the same fees that are applied to everybody else. Yeah, you don't see us throwing a fit when we have to pay for hosting for our website. <laughs> right. Even though we, we had a meltdown. um that's so should we hand out 30 30 dollars lump sum in pennies that would (laughs) be the best review that'd be shitty um so here's a take and i hope everyone agrees if you complain about the dmv ever you're a fucking bitch yeah you have to know going in the dmv sucks and it's not pleasant no one's happy to be there when people go to the dmv and you're like hey how was your day and they're like well I went to the DMV, and I was there for two hours. I'm like, yeah, that's the DMV. Yeah, that's the deal with the DMV. <laughs> right. Like, you're not getting anything unexpected when right. you go to the DMV. You know that it's going to be shitty. Yeah. You know that it's going to be miserable. Like, I got to the front of the line, and the Fucking woman deal was with so it. rude. It's like the, the, the woman that works at the DMV? Right. Yeah. yeah. You, you, so you're complaining about the woman being miserable uh, at the DMV, but you're complaining about how miserable the DMV is, that woman has to go work there right. every day. You had to spend two hours there. She has she to spend her life two there. decades there. <laughs> P.S. Yeah, that's such a fucking... We should make a list of things people of things that you complain about that you're not really allowed to fucking complain about. Yeah. It's just fucking... The DMV sucks. We all know that. I There's judge... a lot of easy fixes for the DMV, though. Like, <laughs> what just, do you mean? Just buy a couple fucking pieces... Buy pizza. Oh, yeah. If you have Free pizza, pizza at the DMV? Nobody's yeah. going to complain. I mean, how many times do you go to get your car checked out or something at the dealership? And they're like, okay, just wait in there. They have like one munchkin that's a thousand years old <laughs> and a coffee machine that doesn't work. And you're like, like well, well, this, this is, is nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what the DMV should do? Uh, they should give out apology bags. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. And just charge a little more and that'll pay for the apology bags. And it's not like people are going to get more pissed at the DMV. Right? Right. If you go to the DMV and you're there for two hours and you have to spend $65 versus if you have to spend $70, at least it's a fucking nice round number. And then plus everyone's getting like a Snickers out of it. I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be upset if I got an apology bag from the DMV. That's a, or like get the temperature nice in there. You know, if it's like a cold day <laughs> and you're like, fuck, it's, fu- it's goddamn freezing. I had to go to the fucking D. Ooh, this is toasty. This is nice. Do they, have, do they have TVs at the DMV? I don't think anyone knows. Just the, the level of pettiness. That it requires to like spend four hundred dollars on wheelbarrows. Uh, yes. Then he hired he hired people to do something for ten dollars an hour, which calculated up to like six hundred more dollars. Uh, and then load the the pennies into the wheelbarrows, transport them to the DMV, and then like unload them and bring them into the like that dude is a fucking gigantic asshole he's a he's such a bitch uh and also as you were explaining this i understand why he was doing it why he's trying to go viral yeah fuck that guy i hate when people try to go viral. i was gonna say we've gone viral before it's effortless okay (laughs) You, you have it or you don't and like i'm trying to think you do you spend any money on your fucking chris christie tweet nope use a hashtag Nope. Did I spend any money on my ice bucket challenge? Uh, I don't like know. Ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, did I use a hashtag? Uh, did you? Probably something like like K A L S. Probably something for a good cause. So, 
Did you go viral from your ice bucket challenge? It got like a not a million, but close to it. Wow, yeah. um, good for you, man. That's a that's a big deal. Yeah, the uh, this was when did he died was a thing. Did he died? <laughs> I didn't know what that was, and yeah. then I saw. So I had because we uh, we've each posted what like three YouTube videos in our lives. Yeah. So I I just had the setting on my account that. I think it's automatic that when you get a comment, you get an email about it. Mm-hmm. So I posted that, and it got a lot of it got a lot of clicks, a lot of views, or whatever. And so people were commenting on it, and then because it's YouTube, getting in arguments with each other. <laughs> and I got an email every time somebody said something. Oh God, your life so must have been miserable. I got more emails with hard Fs in them <laughs> uh, than YouTube usual. comments are the worst. I don't Those know how that, I don't know how they haven't been fixed. Fucking yet. <laughs> suck. Those people are well. It's funny. Like people say about Barstool, um, like I won't go to Barstool because the comment section is so bad. Uh, they've cleaned that up and everything. What the YouTube fuck is comments. YouTube's <laughs> excuse? Yeah, seriously, YouTube's like the biggest website on the in the world, and they've still have the worst comment section of all time. I would watch them, and it was ex- like somebody would be like. I remember he's ugly, and the other one was like, "Nah, he's kind of fine." The, then the next one is like, "Die, bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is, like, YouTube thought that they were going to clean it up by being like, "Well, now you have to, uh, now you have to attach your real name to your YouTube account." People are like, "I don't care. Right. He's an F word." Right? Like, that's what I do on Twitter. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. So, uh, did he died was a thing. It was like a meme. Yeah. Um. So you would comment on something and say, "Did he died?" Yeah. Uh. And then people would respond and say, like, yes, he deaded himself. And so I started seeing – that was my first exposure to that. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with YouTube? There is this uh, – the, the worst comment I got, though, was uh, – so I was seated for it. And then I got up at the end and walked away. And uh, as some people may know, sometimes, depending on how often I'm visiting the handlebar, my thighs may or may not be – Lodge, in, in or charge. out of control. <laughs> they may or may not be kind of running the show. So I'm sitting there, and then I get up at the end and Did the YouTube walk commenters off. make fun of your thighs? A commenter said, and this got like voted up a lot, it was like, <laughs> yes, exclamation point. I knew he was fat, but I couldn't tell <laughs> until he got up. That is amazing. So... Um. When was the last time you mentioned you brought this up? But when was the last time you've used the hashtag? Uh, I texted you recently about it. Uh, I had a tweet I was going to send out, and I said, "If I use a hashtag, is that like do I look like a fucking tryhard?" Because it was it was an appropriate hashtag, but it could have been interpreted as like, "What are you f- trying to fucking trend?" I yeah. I think the uh, I think hashtags are played out for sure. It yeah. just seems like. It's they don't make very, sense. Very unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, very like trying too hard move. But I feel like there's a couple situations in which it's kind of acceptable. Like if you're live, if you're live tweeting like an event. Yeah. I think sometimes it's okay to to kind of uh, like it hashtag puts it in context what, kind of right. So like you if right, it puts it in context. So it'd be like this is what I'm. T- yes. This is what this is in reference to. I, uh, during the game, the Packers, uh, Cowboys game, the completion, uh, was it, was it Randall Cobb? Uh, the, the crazy when, completion? When Rogers threw on the run, yeah. No, it was Cook. Okay, yes, you're right. Um, and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were like, wow, unbelievable. This, oh, man, this is unbelievable. Just 
for Aaron Rodgers to escape, unbelievable. And they show the replay, and as like the <laughs> balls, go, as he's staying in bounds, they're both like unbelievable. So I tweeted, "Hey guys, was that unbelievable?" With a, like a gif of from the office when they're saying unbelievable, and it got retweets in the moment, and then like five hours later, I saw like some people were favoriting it. I'm like, there's no fucking way you know what I'm talking about here because all the tweet is, hey, guys, was that unbelievable? So, like, that's not a fucking funny tweet on its own. So there, a hashtag gives it a little shelf life appropriate. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, though. I, I like out of context specific tweets. Big fan. Especially yeah. when people go back and retweet them like two years later. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that we could find whatever. I'm sure you tweeted something about Tom Hiddleston when he was giving his shitty ass look at me. I went to Africa speech. I'm sure there's like a tweet that's like, fuck Tom Hiddleston from you. <laughs> and then in like three years when Tom Hiddleston dies, somebody's going to retweet that and then it all looks like a huge asshole. That'd be hilarious, though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've tweeted that about uh, stupid, what's the idiot dead boy? Paul Walker? Paul Walker. I'm sure we've done stuff like that. Stupid idiot dead boy. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs>